podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one Two, of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the JRE Review. We got some uh, good episodes today. Dr. Peter Hotez, Eric Weinstein, Greg Fitzsimmons, and if we have the time and the energy, we'll do one from last week. We'll do Brian Redband. Uh, today, I'm joined by a new friend of mine, somebody that reached out on the pod, and uh, this is George. George, say hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Adam Thorne for having me on a podcast. And where, and where is it you're from, George? Fill everyone in on that. Um, I'm from Romania, originally. Romania. All right. Yes. How's, how's the coronavirus out there? In Romania? Oh, man, I was just talking to my family and my friends, and uh, yeah, the, my father said, uh, I said, what, what's up, man? What are you doing? Uh, oh, I'm counting the dead. He's oh. old, you know? He's like... 70 something years old my mother the same they're just at the countryside retired watching tv my brothers are in bucharest is the capital city right we have an apartment there so i hope they're okay i told them quit smoking bro i quit smoking already i was smoking since i was 13 years old then i quit smoking when I was about 24. Well, and, it's uh, a good time. It's smoking. A good time to yeah, quit. Yeah, I started smoking again uh, 10 years later. And uh, now I quit again. Excellent so, work. Well, yeah. keep doing it. Because that shit's not good for you. And this is not a good yeah, time. And I told them, quit smoking because this corona is going to get you. Or, mm. uh, so, yeah, man. I'm um, like, I'm worried. Fun, fun. But yeah, this <laughs> corona is... It's a downer. It's a scary time. It's a scary time for sure. Yeah. That's why I'm drinking right now uh, a nice bottle of red smoking loon Merlot. That's helping me through these dark times and through this podcast. All right, let's kick it off with... I'm enjoying, I'm drinking some tea. Very Um, nice. Actually, I'm almost done. And I was actually smoking a little bit of weed just to to bless this show. You know, Joe Rogan style. Yeah. Great idea. So Love I hope that. You don't mind. Well, hey, I'm happy to have you here, George. Plus, any any fan of Rogan is is more than likely a friend of mine for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Uh, also to take a little bit of the edge cuz I'm so excited. Uh, I think you can <laughs> feel it in my voice. This is, you know, cuz I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast with Adam. It's going to be fantastic. And then I was thinking, wow, shit, I'm going on a podcast. And I turned the camera on and I see my stupid face in here. <laughs> What's going on? Don't worry about any of that, man. Yeah. Don't worry about any I'm of that. P- you know, Dude, you're a professional. It's going to be I fine. I love listening to you. I think you are a, a natural-born broadcaster. Cool. So, well, cheers. I'm, um, I'm, I look, it's man, an honor if, to be on the show. If I'm anything, I'm just a fan of Rogan, and I like, uh, I like going over the episodes and, and talking about shit I didn't understand, which at least this week... Uh, was quite a lot of stuff. Let's get started with episode 1451, Dr. Peter Hotez. Um, Dr. Peter Perfect. is a very important guy to be coming on Rogan right now. I mean, he had so much 
information about the coronavirus and how it works and talking about the misinformation and what we need to do to prepare and what we can do and uh i mean i don't know did you as a as a whole did you feel any better about the whole situation after listening to it or were you more afraid i'm more afraid you're more afraid okay yeah i think so i had to think for a bit yeah he because go on no go you go ahead yeah i mean he he um he's just preparing i I think people just he was worried people aren't taking it seriously enough like a lot of people uh are are worried about that and they're and they're pushing more quarantine and being safer and really the overall message seemed to be look all we can really do now is self-quarantine and just take that shit as seriously as we can which that's what i'm trying to do i mean what else can we do just wait around, right? Just wait. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that uh, uh, even now, I just mentioned because I'm smoking some weed, but it's legal here in California just to mention for everyone. You're all uh, good, George. You're all the, good. We're not going to arrest you. Don't worry. The, uh, it's not about that. I don't care about that. They were talking on a show, on a, on a Red Band show, because I made some notes here. Or uh, smoking weed or vaping, this is not good either uh, with this corona. Yeah, well, it's a respiratory um, illness. I mean, generally, smoking is not going to be good for any illness because it lo- definitely lowers your immune system. Uh, but one that affects mm. your lungs, I mean, that, that's c- almost a no-brainer. I mean, you wanna, you're going to want to have as healthy lungs as you can through this whole thing, which probably means, you know, don't smoke cigarettes at least i don't know if smoking marijuana is going to be too big of an issue maybe if you have asthma it might be bad right i don't know well i have a quote from him here he said keeping yourself healthy could make the difference between life and death don't smoke vape stay fit limit alcohol intake Mm. yeah limiting alcohol Mm. intake that's an interesting one because we're all stressed it's almost like you want to drink more uh, that's the I big thing. Alcohol, so. Oh, you don't at all? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, good for you. I, that, that's yeah. that's healthy. Good work, George. Good work. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the cases and how it's exploding. Uh, he got into, you know, the, so this thing is called basically SARS-2. So SARS was around. Uh, it came out of somewhere in Asia. I thought it was like Japan, but maybe not. Maybe that was China. It's got to be China. And now... China. SARS-2 is is COVID-19. So it's a new one. It's a bad one. It's been hitting us up since, what, November? Well, at least China. And now it's spread over here. In the last two weeks, it's absolutely blown up in America. We have, as of today, like more cases. I think there's more cases in New York State than every other country in the world, which is insane and terrifying. Yeah. Well, they say they were talking on Joe Rogan's show, because that's where we get the information from. That they well, actually the numbers from China are uh, uh, fake. Might be fake. They might be fake. It seems it seems a little suspicious that they went from having the most cases and the most deaths to almost none. Um, unless they found a cure that they're not telling us about, it is a little peculiar. I would say, 
Uh, we're gonna, but we'll find all that shit out in the future. You know, we we'll find out what what they're up to. Sneaky Chinese. We're gonna find out. But uh, well, it's the government. It's not the people. I mean, it's the, definitely the government being sneaky. But yeah, I'm sure it's just as bad. Just as bad. This one's a difficult one though to even equate because it's super transmissible, but uh, mm-hmm. there, there's such a long incubation period, 14 to 21 days, that that it's it's so hard to keep up on how many there are at any given time, how many people are sick, and then they talk about people that are asymptomatic that are not even getting or showing any um, symptoms, but they can still be passing it to other people. I mean, it, it almost feels like this is never going to go away. Yeah, it feels like it. They were saying that even if it's going to go away now, it's going to come back next year. Yeah, in the fall, they're thinking. So we might get a bit of a break in the summer, and then it'll come again in the fall. This is why I don't think that they're going to open the bars and the restaurants again. And Peter Hotez was kind of alluding to that as well. He's like... It doesn't seem like that's going to be possible. I mean, how can you? Like, when when could it even go back to n- normal life? And will there even be normal life ever again? As we knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trump wants to open the country pretty soon. That's one reason that I'm, I was a little bit behind with the Joe Rogan episodes. I was watching the Trump Corona uh, White House live Mm. Uh, broadcast yeah every day it sounds stressful i i don't advise that yeah i was watching it more for the funny parts when trump has altercations with uh, what do you say to americans yeah, who are watching you right now it's good stuff you're scared to me. yeah i yeah, say that amazing. you're a terrible that's really reporter. good stuff that's what i say it's good stuff right. <laughs> how so george how has this uh changed for you like what what has changed in your life um you know, I know you're still working, so you're not one of the people that, that doesn't have to work, so you're at least getting out of your house. But what are the big changes been? What's been difficult for you with all this? Do you want the long story or the short story? Yeah, whatever you want. If it's a good one, it could be as long as you want. Well, let's make it medium. Okay, medium so story. There we go, George. I'm, a, I'm basically a filmmaker. I have been uh, gone to... Romania for the past seven months I came to America three months ago and I have a family here a daughter and an ex-wife which I that's why I have to be in this country too so I'm switching between Europe and America Europe and America and um, my movies is not I'm not a millionaire I have a regular job like a regular guy and uh, I'm keep making these movies um, so I'm working as a security guard, which I was uh, essential, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think they're calling they those ones essential. Yeah, got to keep places safe. They give me a piece safe. of paper. Exactly. Hmm. They give me a piece of paper, and I just show a piece of paper to the cops in case. Hey, where are you going? This is essential. Got it. So I didn't get affected. As far as uh, work, I am going to work with an electric bicycle. I was li- listening to one of your episodes for your listeners, so I know that you took a, you went to court. I know the story. 
Oh, for uh, the my bird ticket? Yeah, that was a bitch. <laughs> I took a ticket for the electric bicycle. So I'm just taking one of these because I am one mile from work. So I'm basically going to work to an empty Amazon Studios building. Uh, and then I'm coming back home. And that's pretty much what it is. All right. So you have, I guess it's more normal for you then than for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but still, it's a change. You know, you can't. You can't go out, you know, too much. I mean, I guess you can go for a walk and some little things, but, you know, it's like the beaches are closed, the roads are dead. I drove up to Hollywood yesterday from Santa Monica. Nobody on the road. So eerie. It was very, very strange. I mean, it it, it wasn't just like, oh, this is great. There's no traffic. I had like I had like a weird feeling in my gut, like this, this doesn't feel good. And then I got to... Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? It's got to be Hollywood Boulevard where the stars are. It's got to be, unless I'm being stupid. But anyway, that it was a Saturday night. That place is usually jam-packed. Nobody was out, and there was a guy in one of those movie costume hazmat suits, like full-body orange ones, um, riding <laughs> on an electric skateboard. I mean, if that isn't a scene <laughs> from the end of the world, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was funny for a second, and then I was like, "Oh shit, this is awful. This is awful." Uh, yeah. So what's what's the silver lining here? So Dr. Peter said that the quarantining is is going pretty good in some places. It looks like we reacted the U.S. at least a little bit slow, uh, but shit, it, this stuff is not easy. So of course there's going to be mistakes made, um, and and there's it looks like there's some medicines they were talking about uh chloroquine i think was one and the z-pack stuff but they don't know 100 percent if that's going to help um but i guess one of them's like malaria drugs so they at least know that it works for that and it won't kill you um so hopefully they can get some of that shit out but at the end of the day it's just going to have to be social distancing i mean that it's really what it came down to uh, that one is yeah. uh, Dr. Peter one is definitely the most important podcast of the week to be clear uh, just for the information that was in there not necessarily the funniest and the most light hearted but it it's full of important information and it's great that he had a platform where he could come out and talk for that amount of time basically uninterrupted uh, so we could get this information out there to be, so Rogan could do that I mean, thank goodness. Extremely informative. But what did you think about his personality? Well, he's a bit of a nerd. I mean, he, he was like going on about his bow tie and, and this and that. But I mean, of course he is. You want him to be <laughs> a nerd. He, he better be a nerd. I hope he's the best nerd in the world. Um, yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. He really he was worried about people being out of work and not having money. And how bad that's going to be for them. And, and that's a very compassionate thing to think about. And it, it just seems like he's a very compassionate person. I like him. Sweet guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, he was a great guy. And, and I hope that we hear more from him soon and maybe after this event so he can come back on and let us know about new technologies and things that have changed and maybe where the vaccines are. And uh, hopefully we get... We get uh, um, God, hopefully we start getting some good news out of this. You know, getting some good news. I don't know. Yeah, a bit too compassionate because uh, he was going from uh, compassion to hysteria. 
Like he said, oh, I even uh, had an argument with my coworkers and I yelled at them. And then he, he used a couple of curse words on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's pissed off, I think, with the way <laughs> some of this stuff is not working out. Like it, he was very upset about the fact that the hospitals weren't able to have enough masks for the nurses and enough protection for the doctors. And, and it makes sense. I mean, I can't believe we don't have that stuff. I really don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know how all that works. But just the fact that America cannot have all the best shit ready whenever it needs it is uh, a little alarming, especially under these yeah. circumstances. You know, just yeah, yeah. It was very informative. I was just making fun of a little bit of his personality. You know, like what, what's with the bow tie? I mean, you didn't think before the before the show, like before we begin this show, I was thinking, shit, what am I if I put on video? My face is already messed up, but what am I gonna <laughs> be dressed with, right? <laughs> like a yeah, suit. I didn't think like about I that at no, all. Bro. Don't worry about it. I don't think anyone's gonna care. I'm wearing a well, Nike T-shirt. I was. It's all good. You think he didn't worry about a little bit, dude? I'm going <clears> on a Joe Rogan show. It's the most popular show right now in the world, I think. Uh, I'm going with a bow tie. I mean, I'm still playing this game. Should I? Should I just take the bow tie off? And say, look, bro, this is like this is about coronavirus. This is serious. I, I just took my bow tie off. Yeah, no, I don't know. He just chose to play the character. It's it's his signature move. I think. I think that that's yeah. that's what he's down for. But again, you know, if you haven't listened to this one, guys, tune into that one um, because I can't think of a better resource right now for getting the most um, information on you know what we know currently about about Corona for sure. Now, moving on, we got a pretty heavy one, as always. Eric Weinstein, podcast 1453. Eric has become a really good friend of Joe. He's been on a bunch of times now. I think Eric's been on three or four times. Could be more. Um, He's a a mathematician and very smart. It's, It's a heavy podcast. Joe even talks about it at the beginning. He's like, listen, the last 30 minutes are fucking get ready. Um, and it is like that. I, the last 45 minutes, I would say I understood like 2% of it, to be honest. It's very thick with physics and theories and and all sorts of stuff. But um, When you was talking about the gauge theory and showing you that weird graphics on a... Yeah, dude. Did you get any of that, George? Do you understand any of it at all? Dude, I understand as much as, uh, you know, when Joe Rogan talks, sometimes he said, hey, you know, these guys, they believe that they are uh, actually in this infinite universe, they are an infinite of Joe Rogan on an infinite of this exact show that we're doing the same exact thing, but some of it in the infinity makes something different and there is an infinite of infinite of, you know what I'm talking about, that theory? Yeah, 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 multiverse. Infinite universe theory. I had that in my mind at 15 years old. I actually wrote an article. I can tell you the story later because this is boring. (laughs) But I have it on paper. Right. And uh, published. And uh, it was just uh, started with God. And so, okay, there's no God. Okay, fine. And then what it is if that's not. 
you know, when you go further with your mind, and then I reach uh, to the word infinity and philosophize a little bit at my mind of 15 years old uh, about infinity, and I reach the same conclusion with uh, multiverse. Is basically anything that you can think of exists an infinity of time, even though you're not going to be able to reach that infinity ever. So in an infinity, you can have finite worlds as well. Not everything is infinite. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the 15 years old uh, thing. And uh, since I just became a filmmaker and I didn't go much into physics and uh, what I listened to these guys and the same, yeah, 10%, maybe 10 <laughs> from the gauge theory. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's very strange to think of that. Like all those, all those possibilities kind of makes you think, what, is it pointless that we do anything? I don't know. I guess we don't need to worry about it. Just Definitely keep, keep going. not. <laughs> Definitely not. Because you are, you are, I mean, you're the king of podcasts. Definitely. Yeah. I recommend you one podcast, The End well, one. of the World. The End of the World? The, Who does that? The End of the World from... Um, I'm Josh Clark. Thank you for joining me. And that podcast. Have you ever heard that humanity might go Is it the from Josh Clark? Josh Clark? Yes. Okay, I'll check it out. I'll write that down. We we humans could have a bright future ahead of us that lasts billions of years. But we have to survive the next 200 years first. Join Josh Clark of stuff you should know for a 10 episode deep dive that explores the future of humanity and finds dangers we have never encountered before lurking just ahead. All right. Well, I'll check that out. Yeah. It sounds sounds interesting. Uh, it's, it's hard yeah. sometimes so to listen to lots of different podcasts. From this, it's not, it's not pointless what we do to just finish your thought. Yeah. I don't think it's pointless because even if we are, let's say, in a simulation, because they were talking on a Joe Rogan podcast about the simulation theory. They keep bringing that up, right? Like, what if we are in a game? You're Adam. I'm George. I found your podcast. I call Adam. Hey, I want to be on Adam's podcast. I, uh, Adam responds. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for reaching out. Okay, yeah, we can do a podcast. And now we're doing a podcast together. What is this? You know, is this programmed? Is we're programming this or uh, what you know i mean there are so many possibilities yeah. in an infinite universe is like uh, is uh, it's basically li literature we're just writing science fiction and that's what joe does on a show that's why i think he's so entertaining and i enjoy it so much uh, for uh, creating this uh, science fiction literature with his friends and stuff for sure for sure what did you think of the um eric weinstein episode Dude, it hit me hard when uh, he mentioned the MIT and with the BDSM. <laughs> that the MIT. Yeah, I thought that was quite so, funny as well. It makes sense, though, right? Those nerds are going to be perverts for sure. Yeah, and the fact that he was so certain, you know, so that makes me believe that Eric, he's somehow involved in a group of BDSM with a couple of other MIT people. <laughs> That's a good assertion. I think that there might be something to that. 
Well, maybe that's just something that, he read. That's not my assertion, Adam. That's Joe's assertion when he said, "Hey, I, uh, I'm even uh, weirded out that you know about that." Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, maybe he and was just he being a little sarcastic, but there might be something to it. Yeah. It was funny. It, it is interesting to think of that, to think that, um, you know, because it's they were talking about how it's like heavy, like heavily ruled. Like there's a lot of rules in there, you know. You got to be safe because, you know, you start smacking people around and whipping them, uh, shit could get out of control. So you got to have people that follow rules and understand giving rules, and and maybe that's perfect for super smart nerds. I don't know. I never got into it. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Thanks God, man. One thing I I always say this. This is a quote of mine. Uh, thanks God, I have never been raped as a boy, you know, or something to happen to me of this nature that would completely destroy my life uh, sexually. Y- so I'm, I'm, I'm just a normal like into like uh, sexy chicks, and uh, I'm not. I'm divorced right now. If my ex-wife listened to this, uh, uh, she doesn't. I have a daughter here, and uh, my wife doesn't really let me see my daughter, and she's very jealous, even though we are divorced. And uh, it's kind of weird talking about this, but I hope she's not gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. So, well, look, man, you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a regular with this man. I don't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't participate on a BDSM, only if I go there with a the camera, because I'm a filmmaker. Like if I would take you as a reporter, you're a comedian and a reporter. Uh, now we are entering the world of BDSM with Adam Torn. <coughs> Boom. And we go there and film. Let's go interview some BDSM people. I'm down. Let's, let's set it up. <laughs> Why not? So, uh, if, you ca- if you find them, I am uh, ready with the camera and uh, Perfect. mics. And, uh, I've We're going to do yeah. it. They can't be that hard to find. It, it's like ten I'm, minute. I'm a big fan. Five minute Google search. Yes, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, Louis Theroux. Do, did you ever watch his documentaries? Yes, he's good. He's been on Rogan. Yes. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's an interesting dude for sure. Very smart guy. Very very odd. We can shoot that style. Okay. So all you have to do is find the contact to do with the BDSM people and to uh, schedule the... Perfect. We'll make that an episode. We'll do it. We'll set it up. What did you think of them talking about uh, Tulsi Gabbard being the choice for president right now? Like, they wish both... That's my uh, second note exactly here. They were both on agreement exactly to that. On. What did they think? What do you think of that? Man, Tulsi, she's a very sexy lady, okay? She's 30, what? Six? 36 years old 36 years old yeah I, th- I think so yeah she's pretty young yeah yeah she's very smart. nice she's very smart yeah I mean that's the perfect American wife if I may say yeah but we're talking about her being president uh, her being what the president they were saying during this time it's of not, crisis it's, they, it's they, impossible they, it's impossible it's, it is okay with the, with with the with the current election system in America, it's impossible. But they were just saying hypothetically, like if you could just pick somebody now, regardless of 
they they were saying that she seems like the best candidate to cope with this. Eric and Joe. No. You don't think so? Who's the who's I the would best pick to deal with Trump. this? Yeah? Okay. I would pick Trump. You see, because Trump does what the uh, CIA and the uh, military and the uh, medical doctors uh, are telling him. Hmm. Uh, he's only he, he's o he only cares about himself and to be respected. He had the other day, you know, the oil companies are going uh, down right now because uh, uh, you know the market is crashing. I've heard that. Yeah, it sounds awful. Yeah, that's happening. So yeah, the the uh, the gas is gonna be like a dollar a gallon. It's gonna be perfect. So he uh, he had the biggest people in the country dude at the white house like the ceo of exxon and these types these are like the they sustain the basically the american economy and um, they all of them had to take a coronavirus test <laughs> and he was saying oh i don't know they had to take a test i don't know i don't know what's going on you know he was pretending trump Right. But in fact, it was the Secret Service who had to test everyone who was getting close to the president. Ah. So I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying this guy, he uh, is following what these sharks are telling him to do. You know what I mean? And they just all, all they have to do is just flatter him. Oh, uh, Mr. Adam Thorne, you have such a wonderful podcast. I love being here. This is again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just for, um, flattering, and then I'm gonna get what I want from you, which whatever they want, you know. To he was already telling them, hey, we need in America. You know, we have uh, now the the oil is so cheap, so cheap. Uh, we need to fill up our uh, national reserves. You know, because we have we have a lot of places we can find, right? And he was looking at the uh, Exxon CEO. We, we, we can find, right? We have a lot of place to, to store some uh, oil. Yeah. 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 Some big tanks. So, big tanks for sure. Yeah. I was a little disturbed so by what Eric was saying about uh, us selling out to China. That was a little concerning. Like China is like, I guess, you know, CEOs of companies in charge of, um, you know, the board that, that has to keep the shareholders happy. They, they often will... Um, go in the opposite to the best interest of the US um, and then they have to they have to sell whatever portions of stock or do business or whatever with China because that's the best thing for the shareholders and and it sounded like a bit of a conspiracy theory in there like this thing has come from China the markets are kind of crashing and now China's like maybe able to buy things or buy into our economy Stuff like that's a little bit spooky. I wish I understood more of that. I mean, I definitely don't. But uh, when you hear smart things like that, um, it, it 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 freaks me out. I know very little to nothing about stock investments and uh, how the uh, stock market works. However, when the stock market just crashed now. I had like 1500 bucks just sitting around. Yeah, yeah. And I said, dude, let me buy some stocks. And I bought AMD, Qualcomm, Intel, mostly Nvidia, mostly uh, technology companies. And in the past 
five days because I just bought them. I already lost 70 bucks ah. when the market closed Friday. Okay. So they're going to keep going down. But if we all escape <laughs> and you don't see these people with masks on the street in weirdly in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? Then the market is going to go eventually back up. I see. I see. But well, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know enough about that. Maybe don't buy any more of those stocks at the moment. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it seems bad. Maybe. The the big thing that caught me about Eric's podcast that was a big shocker is he kind of got it like he's very upset about how the government currently is dealing with the crisis, saying that there's not enough masks, there's misinformation about masks, they're telling medical professionals not to wear masks or their own masks, yet they don't have any others to give them. Um prison wardens or whatever the guys in the prisons can't take their own masks in so they're in danger and he's saying that he was like basically suggesting a government revolt like we revolt against the government because they're doing a bad job that was kind of shocking to me i'm like whoa 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 hold on i mean i know he's a smart guy but we got enough shit going on right now to where we need to overthrow anyone I don't know. That seems that seems like chaos, for sure. What did you think of that? Did you notice his accent on? Hey, Joe, we have a pod. You have a podcast. Such a uh, you are the leader, and I am the follower. But then I can be a leader at some point, and I also have the portal. This podcast of mine. And I have uh, this uh, group of followers that they are so, uh, uh, how do you say this? Like uh, loyal? Loyal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's almost like he so, was trying to drum up a revolution. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. a little spooky. I'm like, Eric, calm down, bro. Take exactly. it easy. Exactly. From a guy, I'm sorry to interrupt you because you got me riled up. From a do guy it. who... I was just looking, I said, wow, this is the biggest physicist in the world. Look, the gauge theory, oh my God. Wow, pull Jamie. What did Jamie pull on the screen? Wow, this Joe Rogan experience, so amazing, Gary Weinstein. And then when he got, he made his own podcast, I watched the portal a little bit, I said, what is this, man? What's going on here? Uh, Not so many views, okay? I mean, that's not the Joe Rogan. And then he comes back on a show now with the revolution. So yeah, dude, what do you want me to think about him? Yeah, it, that was a little much. And then, and then after that, he got into his like very strange theory about what happens when the universe can. What did he say? When it, the universe can, can finally run. contemplate Refresh itself. Refresh my memory. He he has a theory, <laughs> right? About when the universe, like what happens when we figure out the source code is what he said and uh and then he and it basically means what happens when the universe can finally contemplate itself like when in a way we we get this like level of enlightenment do we can we transcend this place and and joe seemed very confused i definitely was i was not following that at all but you know i'm way dumber than eric is so there was very little chance of me figuring that out but it was it was strange. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it makes a sense in a finite 
world being placed in an uh, infinite world. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, okay, you can have this ant and you can create this story for the ant that she, this ant is going to go in this alternative universe of uh, ants that they are like gods of ants <coughs> or whatever the fuck story you want to make. Like he's making up this story. But we, when you look at the bigger picture, it can be an infinite of Eric Weinstein's and his theory. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That is very true. Well, on that note, uh, let's wrap up the Eric one. It was, it was a lot to listen to. It always is. I mean, you know, they 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 make some good points to start off with, and and there's some good information in there. But I would say mostly, Eric seemed he seemed pretty riled up and pretty pissed off. Uh, if you ask me, look, and uh, to give to give credit to Eric, uh, now uh, that uh, I I see that you want to finish talking about him. He's a, phys- a physicist, right? No, so I, think he's he a, I think he's a mathematician, but he knows physics mathematician. as well, I think. Okay. When he has this theory of his, he has it actually on paper. So he goes with this paper to other peers of his that recognize, yeah, bro, you got it. Like, you got a, you got a good theory here, but it's just another theory. Like, there's the, like a bunch of guys that they have theories. And I had the sensation that Eric has this uh, affinity about himself to uh, compare himself with Einstein. Did you observe that? Yeah, he did do that. Which is a little arrogant, right? I mean, a little bit. I mean, he kind of referenced uh, Isaac Newton. And then um, Einstein built on Isaac Newton's theory. And then Eric built on Einstein's. And that's that's a ballsy move. I mean, <laughs> you're definitely putting yourself in in uh, um, in kind of high esteem when you make those types of uh, statements. In my book, he became a whackpacker. Are you familiar with whackpackers? I could imagine what it means. I could imagine. Bit of a wacko. Whackpacker. Is a term invented by the uh, by Howard Stern, the broadcaster, yep. on his Howard Stern show. He has a bunch of uh, repeated guests that they uh, all have uh, some kind of defect, and uh, <laughs> they are called whackpackers. Okay, so you think one you think it can be a midget, one can have a little bit of exactly. exactly. I got gotcha. you. So yeah, I, I'm. So he was. He did sound a little a little on the wacky side. Talking about exactly. wackier things and and, a, and the more relaxed, free-flowing, fun podcast for the week. So, so listen, guys, if you've had a stressful week and um, you don't want to hear too much about coronavirus and you just want to laugh and relax, then the only Rogan one I recommend for you would be the Greg Fitzsimmons because he's one of Joe's oldest friends in the, in the comedy world. Very funny guy, always great. Uh, genuinely a nice guy too he has what seems like a heart of gold and he's absolutely hilarious and and always a great guest and they get into some funny things i mean they start off with talking about animals and animal attacks and and uh it, it was good what was your what was your feel for the greg fitzsimmons podcast george i have never listened to his uh, Fitz Dog radio podcast, 
and he hosts another podcast called Childish, Childish with Alison Rosen. Uh-huh. Uh, I never listened to this. I just wanted to give this info. But, uh, dude, I love the guy. He was great. I have uh, my notes here. Yeah, with uh, they will keep going about uh, Joe's chickens and the uh, coyote attacks. <laughs> yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, crazy, right? I mean, those coyotes are vicious. So all of Joe's chickens finally got jacked by coyotes. They all got eaten. And I think Joe's moved now up into not the Hollywood Hills, but some other hills. He's on like a private estate where like Shaq lives or something. So he moved into a giant house that kind of looks like uh, Tony Stark's place. And, uh, um, and you know, I mean, I'm a fan of Rogan, but I didn't stalk him for that. There was like a news article I read that showed the house before it got sold, and it's sick. But I guess he 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 didn't get any more chickens. He's done with the chicken life. But, yeah, they were all killed by coyotes that managed to trick his dog into opening up the the cages and just got in there and ate them all. I mean, they're, they're and killing machines. He had, he had another dog besides his uh, his uh, main dog. What's, it, what's his main dog? That, 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 oh, Marshall. Dog? Marshall. Yeah, Marshall is the golden retriever, right? Yes. And yeah, he had before that he had a mastiff that I think is now dead, big dog, and that one kind of broke down the chicken coop and let the coyotes in and then jacked them all. Pretty much. <sighs> Vicious. Vicious stuff. You got to watch out. There's a lot of coyotes around here though, honestly. You know, you don't I mean you don't see them in the city, obviously, but in the hills around for sure, they're everywhere. They're they're it's unbelievable. And uh, in 2010, I was living on Hollywood and Fairfax. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a house there uh-huh. with my wife and my kid. She was like four years old at that time. When I was coming home, bro, in the evening, there were coyotes in front of my house. Wow. Yeah. What'd you do? Oh, nothing. It's just my wife. She was like turning the lights, beep, beep, and running with the car. <laughs> But not much. They're bigger than you think. They kind of look like uh, German shepherds almost, like scraggy, scruffy German shepherds. Maybe they don't. Maybe you know what? When, when you see them at night, it gives you a, a feeling of like wildness, like, fuck, where am I at? Yeah. You know, it's like coyotes around. The, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be camping if there was like a pack of coyotes. I think they would jack you up pretty <laughs> no, no. good. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I'm not. Uh, I, I wouldn't venture. Yeah, I, I, I'm not messing yeah. with them. You can. I, I don't live. Yeah. I don't live with those theories. Like, yeah, I'd be able to take on a wild cat. It's like, forget that. Are you kidding me? Have you ever held like a house cat that was really pissed off at you? He scratched the shit out of you. You even triple the size of that thing, and we're still talking like a small, like a cat the size of like a average sized dog. I wouldn't want to mess with that thing. I think it'd be a nightmare. But with co- with coyotes, Adam, in all honesty, if they're, if if they're hungry and if they're in a pack and if you're by yourself, there are some circumstances for this this type of animal to attack you. Yeah, you'd be. I fucked. would say, yeah, I would say more uh, more to be afraid more of these wild uh, cats, dude, that they are in the hills. Yeah. If one of those attacks you. 
that will, could be a problem. Done, yeah. Mountain lion will 100% kill you 100% of the time, I would say. Repeatedly on Joe Rogan podcast, he comes up with this uh, lion that is wandering through Hollywood Hills. He keeps telling Jamie, pull up a picture. Show, let's show the people the lion. Yeah, yeah, it's a great picture too. Have you ever seen it? Right in front of the Hollywood yeah, sign. Yeah. It's really impressive. It's crazy to think that they're up it there. Is. I mean, we're talking like, what, like three miles from where I am? Four or five miles? I'm not even sure. Like, there's fucking mountain lions. It's nuts. It's nuts to think of that. And you never see them. It's like, wow. <laughs> unbelievable. Like ghosts. Just crazy. So so Greg's talking about... Um, he gets into talking about uh, not working, right? So he's a comedian. He obviously tours a lot. He has his podcast, but most of his money is made touring, doing comedy. So he's not traveling right now, and he's not making any money doing comedy. And he thought that Mm -hmm. he would be far more worried about life as a whole um, and, and getting bored at home and all the rest of it than he is. He's actually really enjoying it. He's connecting to his family. He's spending time with them. He's not necessarily missing being on the road. He feels healthier. I think... That's an important takeaway overall for me from this whole thing that we're all going through is like it's almost like time to slow down that we never had before. We never had this time to slow down. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. I mean, on top of all the tragedy, it's quite nice. I don't know. I just, it seems. He said that. Yeah, he said that towards the, the the I think the middle of the show he was mentioning, man, I'm so happy to have you, Greg, here on the show, and uh, man, to to have you, and I had uh, what is this guy's name, uh, the mafia guy. What? He he, st- he started me- uh, sorry he started mentioning uh, Andrew Santino. Uh, oh, Joey Diaz. Red Band, Callan, Diaz. That's what I was looking for. Mm. I forgot his name, Joey Diaz. The mafia guy. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had all these guys uh, now like a a machine gun. Because, you know, on Joe Rogan you have scientists, sometimes you have like a politician. But now he had a a bunch of his friends now with the coronavirus. Yeah, tight friends, good group, all at home doing nothing. Uh, it's interesting, for sure, for sure. All right, let's let's move on, and yeah. and we we'll wrap up awesome. a little bit with uh, the Brian Redband pod. Um, that one was from last week, and uh, what did you what did you get? What was your takeaway? And and uh, why don't you take the reins on this and and talk a little bit about the Redband episode? On Redband. Now, obviously, Man, red uh, band. The VR thing. Go That's on. it. I have a bunch of notes here. Like, they were talking about the patient zero where the coronavirus started. Mm-hmm. They said it was a woman not selling bats, but she was selling something else. Lizards. Near the person who was selling bats. Ah. And somehow, yeah, she, she was the patient zero. So I thought that was one takeaway. Uh, then uh, Snoop Doggy Dog smoking with Willie Nelson. I remember Joe on this podcast. He was really, really high. Like he was smoking because of the <laughs> coronavirus just by himself 
a whole joint. That's great. Uh, he actually, he mentioned it actually. He said, hey, uh, what I like about this, I don't have to share my joint with anybody. It's a smart move. I don't know if you remember. Smart move, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, and he don't, was so don't be high sharing joints right now, when, people. When he came about, uh, Red Band asked him, asked Joe, hey, w- which one do you think is going to win? Willie Nelson or, or, or Snoop Doggy Dog on uh, Smoking Weed? Oh, Snoop. And no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, Get but uh, he gave it to Willie. I think he, uh, Joe gave it to Willie. Wrong. First, just to be... Yeah, just to be uh, polite. Yeah, diplomatic. No chance. You can't outsmoke Snoop Dogg. Uh, I wouldn't even attempt it. I think you, you just stand next to Snoop Dogg and you get high. That's how high he I is. I think that was the that was the conclusion, the final conclusion that Snoop would win. Yeah, that's that's good. I I always like Red Band being on. Obviously, Red Band basically started the podcast with Joe and slowly moved away from it because. He got more technical, and he and and Red Band's busy with his own stuff. He's doing the Death Squad shit that he just kills it at with with Kill Tony, which is awesome. And uh, you know they brought Jamie in because Jamie's more formally trained, and and he's done a great job. But uh, you've got to give it to Red Band because none of this would have even started without him uh, coming in and. and Really helping Joe with the idea, and and even I think I think Red Band even brought up the idea and said, "Hey, we should do this. We should start this." And uh, and yeah, I always take my hat off to that guy. I understand Red Band was working for Stanhope at some point. He did the project for Stanhope. That's how he met Joe. Yeah, up in Ohio, I and believe. Then yeah, and mm. then Joe hired him, and he moved out here. So I really think joe always knew what he wanted to do he was just waiting for the technology to take off uh, yeah there's uh, a good but chance he chose he chose to grow with the technology like he started with that stupidity Ustream. there were like some stupid streaming websites until youtube actually came along and you know put the show to where it belongs yeah yeah, for sure, and it's come a long way. And uh, you know, if this is the end of times, then then Red Band being on, it's like the beginning of the podcast and the end of the world. So bring him on for that, and uh, he's always great. Well, I think that's he's great. Actually, at the end of the podcast, he was keep mentioning the oh man, I'm broadcasting from VR. I said, what the hell is he talking about? Ah, and then I remember, dude, because I was at a friend of mine. And there is one VR headset that is independent of the computer. Do you know how you had that Oculus thing yeah. that you have to connect it to a computer uh-huh. and you have to have a powerful video card to run it? Yep. Well, now they released one that is called Oculus Quest that you just put it on, the he- on your head and is uh, powered by an Android device. That's pretty sweet. So... You just need Wi-Fi and you're on. Nice. So he's broadcasting and playing games on his channel, um, Brian Redband. It's a gaming channel with uh, that thing. And I actually went and uh, I looked. I didn't have much time because I, I wanted to be ready for this show. And I was getting ready for the show, listening to all the podcasts that I could listen. Uh, and yeah. I know, I so, want to check those out. He, he, I've never used those before, but I would love to. They sound really freaking cool. 
I'd probably get super addicted to it though. I play. I played with it uh, at a friend of mine. I'm sorry, I didn't finish the the idea. It's because of the weed. Sometimes uh, weed creates uh, short memory loss. Doing great, George. Crushing it. <laughs> so yeah, man. I uh, I put that thing on my head, and there is a game you can beat James Bond. So you're like shooting, dude. Boom, boom, boom. I think if you go on my Facebook page, I, I'm gonna actually send you this video, and you can see uh, you can see me shooting, you know, and you can broadcast what you see, but in 2D. Nice. But what I'm what I'm trying to to tell you when you see it in 3D, if you remember on the show, you remember when uh, uh, Joe uh, he was really high. And he was keep having these theories. Hey, man, would be so nice to rent like... Because he was complaining the VR games are too short. To make it like, oh, man, to go in there like for like five, four, five hours. And with uh, four or five friends and all of us rent it. And we all see, wow, it would be so cool. And people to somehow to come and see what we see. You know what I mean? It'd be sweet. But it's difficult. It would be sweet. Well, there we go. We're at uh, like 50 minutes, and uh, that covers the week. So I want to thank you, George, for joining me today. Oh, you wanna you you don't want to run it more? Do you, uh, you have a limit? Sure. What else you What else you got? On Brian Redman? Oh, bunch, dude. First, uh, about the what do you think about the line at the gun shops? The, well, I mean, people are paranoid, right? They're fucking paranoid okay. and uh, they're worried about the end of the world, so they're getting loads of guns. I mean, it makes sense. But that's kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, an so overreaction. I don't think anyone's going to be necessarily going to be shooting each other. But this is America. You know, people like to be armed. They like to be ready. You know, it's all about kicking ass. So what did you think about Joe's scenario when he said, oh, man, so let's say something's going to happen and I don't know what the fuck, apocalypse, okay, short story. Yep. And then he, it's him, Joe Rogan, and uh, just few neighbors, like maybe five, six neighbors, and no contact. And they don't have enough guns. Uh, he has only like two guns. That's what that was his scenario. Yeah, well, that's more realistic. I mean, I don't think any of the scenarios are really good. Um, Joe even used to have a bit in one of his uh, stand-up specials where he would talk about what would happen. Like he's basically talking about how dumb we all are and what would happen if the power went out. It's like how long would you sit in your house with the power out before you go out onto the street? And meet up with your neighbors and try and figure out what the hell's going on. But none of your neighbors are going to be able to get the power back on. So it's similar to that. Like Joe's already ran that scenario through his comedy. And that's why he's very oh, interesting. Perfect. And a smart dude. Because even though that's funny, it's like it's true. What the hell would you do? If the power went out right now, I would sit here in the dark until it came back on. I would have no fucking idea what to do. I'd be like, alright, I just sit here then. Or go for a walk. I mean... Exactly. It's like we, we'd what be useless. I found, what I found whacked out about his scenario is we don't have in, enough guns, uh, quote. Like, uh, okay, so you run out of power, so let's say I'm coming. Because I'm lost. I, I lost power too. I don't know where to go. 
I'm looking for some government agency for some cops. I can't find anybody, right? Right. And I'm walking in, and I'm finding uh, like Joe Rogan, who maybe smokes some indica, and he thinks I'm an intruder or something. I say, hold on, bro, with the guns, because I'm not here to attack anybody. You know what I'm saying? In my scenario, I'm the one who gets scared of some guys with guns because the power went out. I mean, what's with the guns? Just relax for a second. You know what I'm saying? That's my take. Yeah, no, I got you. But, you know, not everyone thinks that way, so they want to be armed. And Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully people don't start shooting each other. Hopefully we keep yeah. we keep calm long enough and, and the government comes through with their relief checks and the coronavirus unemployment for those that aren't working and that there's some sort of smoothing out of the fear. I don't think – look, people know that this is – terrible and it is a strange time but most of my day i spend just kind of reaching out to people friends or taking phone calls or doing zoom chats even back in england i've got some friends in france too i'll talk to them nobody seems super fearful and really panicky you know and people are starting to take it more seriously so we're definitely not in the panic realm and the hope is that the reason we have governments and trust them at all is when the shit really hits the fan you know they need to fix this they're the ones that can do it so we're hoping that they can do it everyone stays calm enough and we get through this sensibly instead of all losing our minds i believe we can do it i'm gonna stay optimistic about that what do you think george you see my check is coming every week it was uninterrupted so my opinion it doesn't count much because i can see people not working like i don't know how you make a living because uh, do you mind how uh, how do you make a living a uh, drug dealer <laughs> perfect then your business is uh, growing yeah doing great uh, loads of drugs yeah. no 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 i work i work in a bar restaurant so i haven't been working um I don't That's work, what I mean. and I have to so wait for money. So when the rent comes in, yeah. You get depressed, and you pay it, and then you hope you don't have to pay it next month. But a lot of people are going through this, so I don't worry about it. I mean, I'm not going to overly worry when there's how many other people, you know. I just check in with everyone and see if they're doing okay and, you know, record my silly podcast. So, so what do you think on the Red Band show they said how long is gonna take this he said three months oh what fuck that we're, we're not gonna go i don't think restaurants and bars are gonna open this year and i'm not trying to be you know a pessimist about this i think realistically in the smartest way they probably shouldn't i mean even if this curve which it will will finally get you know kind of curve over and slow down as soon as they let everyone in the bars and the restaurants they're gonna reinfect each other like we have to be very careful about the reintegration of people back into groups. I mean, it's one thing to put everybody back in their cubicles where they're all six feet apart and washing their hands and being careful. But then when you're in a restaurant and everyone's touching all the plates and the things and they're all next to each other or at a bar where they're getting drunk, they're losing their inhibitions and hugging and forgetting what it's like to be properly quarantined i mean people are going to get reinfected and it's gonna in a way it could be worse you know 
But don't forget the vaccine is coming in one year. It's going to be even faster. Maybe. I hope. Hopefully. I don't know. The, How do you know? So, well, they, uh, Johnson & Johnson is already, is already fabricating the vaccines. All right. If you to say have so. It, to have it ready. Yeah, they have it. <laughs> it's just uh, it's a matter of approval. Because mm -hmm. uh, it, it was mentioned actually on a show, if you vaccinate uh, a million, p you can kill a million people basically without proper uh, tests. Uh. And, uh, to to go to <coughs> the FDA the approvals. Okay. It takes it takes a very long time. That was the thing. Okay, when Trump first had all like he had all the oil uh, company heads at the White House. Yeah. About a week ago, he had all the pharmaceutical company CEOs together. And he basically told them, look, all of you work together on this project with all of your technologies, all of your patents, everything. Put it together and find me the best, you know. And they were all pitching. Their interest, you see, this this companies that have so much money from drugs right manufacturing they're not interested in they're interested in passing the fda faster that's the only thing that it keeps them um growing right uh and scaling that's that's one thing of of their business they know that the business is working the vaccine is working now we need scaling so for some something like this they were asking trump saying hey uh, uh, we need your help, Mr. President. Thank you so much for this. Uh, we need to uh, uh, to scale. That's exactly the quote of one of those guys. So yeah, so that's what I extracted. The vaccine is ready. Um, it's just very hard to pass the legal system, which Trump is actually making it faster. W that is good or bad? It can be bad, you know, because those rules are uh, there in place for the reason we will find out we will find out <laughs> well there we go brother on that note that covers those that's it those four that's it you got bored no no, no. i mean that's 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 enough the that's enough i have more it's all right i think we've covered enough the red band one was last week so most people have have skipped you know they've covered that almost anyway and and they're very similar i love him to death i do but they they, they, those guys, when they get on, they do just kind of get high and then cover a lot of the same things. It, but it's always entertaining, you know. I mean, again, yeah, if you if you want definitely. a light, relaxing, chilled podcast, um, then Red Band's one is great. Any of the ones from last week, because they were all comedians, they're chilled, and um, uh, and then the Greg Fitzsimmons is is the same thing in a way it's it's what we needed last week was what we needed and joe did a great job with that so anyway i want to really quick about about brian callen go ahead did you did you watch the brian callen one i did not no oh okay then maybe next time next time man brian will be on again don't worry hey george i want to thank you yeah for joining in and uh say thanks to all the listeners Thank you, Adam, for having me on the show. Thank you to all your listeners, and I hope you're going to have me again. This was a pleasure. Uh, I was a little bit excited, maybe overexcited great, at bro. some point. Did great, But it was fantastic, and I can't 
wait for another opportunity if I may. Love it. All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Have a great day.